0: The information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for professional medical advice. What's going on guys and welcome back to the Edison Club podcast. I'm your host Mike coming at you today with a solo podcast. Had a couple of listener letters that people have sent to me over on discord. You can directly message those to me. My name on there is Edison Club Mike. I'm also going to be setting up an email address specifically for listener letters, probably after I finish recording this podcast. So that'll be a little bit easier for you guys to send me listener letters. You can send me letters for advice. You can send me letters that you just would like to express that you're enjoying the podcast, that you're enjoying the content. You can ask for deck help, anything that you want. I'll always give you uh, my best opinion, my best advice that I can give. So as you can tell, Uh, Today's podcast is definitely a special one. You can tell by the title, Happily Ever After. And uh, I actually got engaged this past weekend to the love of my life. And the date is still uh, to be determined. Probably be sometime late this year or maybe sometime early uh, in 2024. But yeah, guys, it was very, very uh, emotional, very wonderful moment. And today's podcast is kind of going to be all about that. How to know when you have found the one that you should be spending the rest of your life with, what to look out for. And before we get out of here later, we'll address the listener letters. So, kind of going to do maybe about 30 minutes discussion on finding a good partner and then about 30 minutes on the listener letters. I have two listener letters uh, for you guys today. So, let's go ahead and get started, guys. So, Oftentimes people will ask me just in passing or just casual conversation, what makes your relationship the best one that you've ever had? You know, what is so different? I think that a lot of my peers uh, see me and realize that I'm just very different from how I was a few years ago in my previous relationship, or even just times after that when I was single and kind of recovering from the things that I was put through. Um, I like to call it the torment that I was put through in my previous relationship. So how do you know when you have found the one for you? Well, it's really not a black and white answer. And really, it's up to you to really know if this is the person that you should be spending the rest of your life with. I can tell you from experience that had I made this decision with anyone else that I have ever dated, that it would not have ended well, whatsoever, and I am very thankful that I was um, cautious enough to wait until I absolutely had no doubts. So I've had a few long-term relationships in my life. Uh, I had a high school relationship, which we've all had those, and we thought that was going to end up becoming something, and it did not. And I have a list of alias names here for these discussions because I don't actually want to call anyone out, cause anyone to be upset or anything like that. Um, I actually just googled the top five most famous uh, celebrity women, and I'm just going down the line uh, using them as alias names. So we're going to go ahead, go ahead, and get started um, talking about my first one, which uh, we are going to call her Miranda, um, Miranda Lambert pretty much, and uh um okay, sorry okay, so Miranda was my high school love I had never really dated anyone seriously until my 12th year of high school, I had a very small relationship my sophomore year of high school but it was really not serious whatsoever and it didn't really last that long. So I'm choosing to not even include that um, in this one. So start seeing Miranda around uh, my senior year of high school and it was relatively early in the first semester. I believe it was around November and she was from another state. She had come here from about 10 hours away to North Carolina and that was the relationship that pretty much was like the normal for me because I never, never really had anything to base that off of. So we dated from about November of that year until the summer of the next year. And I would give you the years, but I would definitely get those mixed up and get them confused. So think about it in a school semester. You have the fall semester and the spring semester. Start dating in the fall semester and break up around summer break of the next year. And during that relationship, I felt as if I was doing 90% of the work going into that relationship. And also, to disclaimer here, no relationship is ever going to be 50-50. You're never going to find a 50-50 relationship where you both do equal. You're going to have days where you do have to do 90% of the effort, and they do 10 but it's also going to be times where you do 10% and they have to do 90. But you also have to realize that if you're always doing 90 and you're never getting all you're ever getting is 10%, it's eventually going to lead to some kind of problem. So as most high school love does, things didn't end up working out. It broke up in the summer that year, summer of 2013. And Upon the ending of that relationship, I was uh, informed that she was only supposed to be here in North Carolina for the school year, and that was it, and she was going to go back. And she had known that, but chose not to tell me that. It's pretty much why we broke up was because at the end of that summer, she said she was going to go and visit her family that lived 10 hours away and come back. Uh, In like two weeks. Well, she went and never came back. And that broke me so badly as a young adult, 17, 18 years old. That absolutely broke me to just feel like I have no power whatsoever. You know, everything, my whole world just went crashing down, you know, because someone I'd spent so much time with, someone I thought so much of, someone I had, you know, all these first experiences with, just pretty much just turned the opposite way, left, and just never looked back. So that definitely really scarred me. Also, when you look at the fact that my father passed away shortly after that, uh, this relationship would have ended in around July or August, and then my dad uh, unfortunately passed away in March of the next year. So that's a lot of traumatic events that happen to you as a young adult all at one time. I really didn't date anyone um, for about probably like a year after that relationship's conclusion. And this is where we get into, uh, we're going to call this one uh, Hillary, because Hillary Clinton is showing up next. Uh, So Hillary and mine's relationship was founded basically on me being very alone, me being very confused, very upset, very sad. And just a very, very dark place, because losing a parent at a young age puts you through a lot of different rela- a lot of different emotions, and you don't exactly know how to take that. I just knew that at that point in my life, I did not want to be alone whatsoever, so a relationship that is only founded on one person not wanting to be alone is just destined to not work out in this relationship, I did feel as if that she wouldn't just up and leave me but that trauma was still there i remember specifically one day she had told me she had gotten a job offer out west and that absolutely tore me down the entire day i just i didn't even feel as if i could talk about it with her because how do i explain you know the trauma from someone leaving me and going across the country and never coming back How that's affecting me, you know, with you thinking about taking a job, you know, and also, too, I can't tell you not to take a job that would be a good opportunity for you just because of me. So it ended up being nothing. She actually didn't even take the job or anything. It wasn't going to work out. So we stay together. I actually don't know how long this relationship lasted. Probably a little over a year. And... You learn a lot. You probably learn more in your second relationship than you do from the first because you take everything that you learn from the first and apply it into the second so you don't make those same mistakes. That is until you make new mistakes that you didn't make in the first relationship. So inevitably we end up breaking up and I'm on good terms with all of these people as far as I'm aware of. doesn't really make a difference to me. I don't really talk to any of these people or associate with them. but. As far as I know, we're on good terms, which is why I'm not using their actual names. So we end up splitting up and I go into a very, very short little relationship with a girl. We'll call her Selena. And we date for maybe three months. And this time I'm in a relationship. This is my third relationship, technically fourth, but we didn't count the little high school, sophomore year relationship. This is the third time, and I say to myself, I absolutely do not want to do anything that is going to cause anything negative to happen whatsoever in this relationship at all, so I really walked around on pins and needles and took extra precautions to make sure that I never did anything to make this person feel bad, get upset, I never did anything that they didn't want me to do, so in that way I was already kind of being controlled, like they didn't want me to say, go to locals, I didn't and i i'm a person at this time in my life that's very easily manipulated i am not very wise i have not really learned so much and applied it but i was happy and i was with someone that i thought a lot of at the time and i thought that everything was actually going really really good for me and The reason why that relationship came to an end is probably one that scarred me more than anything. And I'll tell you guys this because I really don't care. I don't mind talking about this. Everything was going pretty good in this relationship. We had no arguments, nothing like that. Until Halloween night. I guess this is like Halloween 2016, somewhere along those lines. We dress up for Halloween. We go out with a friend of mine. And you know, we just there's not a lot to do in a small town. You have the Halloween people that go out and like get drunk and party and stuff like that, and that's just not us. And we're too old to go trick or treating. So we kind of just like went and got food, enjoyed our costumes, um, took pictures and just had fun. You know, we we're basically kids, um, as grown adults, pretty much. And we're going down Main Street in my town and I'm talking with my friend while she's like on my left or whatever. And I noticed that she diverts from the line and goes back behind us. And she starts to help an older gentleman load a cooler in the back of a pickup truck. It's like one of those big like ice chest coolers like you would take to the beach. And I thought to myself, well, you know, that was really nice of her to do that for that guy. And the vibe, the whole rest of the night was just Off with her. She would barely speak to me. She would barely look at me. And I am very spiteful in my life at this time. I'm the kind of person I would say at that time, I'm not Sherlock Holmes, so I'm not solving your clues. If you have an issue with me, you have an issue with something I did, you can tell me because I'm not going to try to track down and investigate what I did to make you upset. We're we're adults. You know, we can all drive, we all pay bills, we all pay pay taxes. You can tell me what is wrong. So I didn't say anything. Um, She goes to work, she worked third shift, and that's pretty much it. The next day, I wake up, and I always enjoyed waiting for her to wake up so we could talk because we didn't get to talk a lot throughout the day. And she sends me these long text messages about how disappointed that she was that I didn't help this old guy. Load this cooler and it completely changed the way that she thought about me, thought I was a terrible person, blah, 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 so forth and so forth. You can probably imagine um, how that went. But essentially, I explained myself how that was an accident and never got a response. I went two days without hearing from her whatsoever, never hearing anything. And that to me, Is why I've had issues with people ignoring me. Or this uh, silent treatment. That people would do to you. Where they wouldn't talk to you. That stuff really bothers me. Or at least it did at this time. And finally she messages me. And breaks things off with me. Essentially because I didn't help this guy. Load this cooler on the back of his pickup truck. The guy that I never even saw to begin with. That haunted me. For a long time as well. Until I came to the decision or to the realization one day that what if this was us driving in the car going at night at nighttime and like let's just say a bad part of town you know a bad part of town you don't really want to be out just walking around you know for whatever reason what if there was a guy changing his tire there and she got mad at me for not helping this guy change his tire at night with a total stranger it would have been the exact same situation and ever since i thought about that I thought to myself, you know what, that was for the best. You know, I thought that she will never find someone that is, was as nice to her and as good to her as I was. And this was just over a two, three months relationship. After that, I walked around on pins and needles because at this point I've been left to move across the country. You know, I have uh, been left because I didn't help someone load a cooler. So what's the next thing in my life going to be? Well, in 2017, I start dating someone that I would eventually really end up regretting dating, and at first, everything really seemed as if it was really going well, and I really wish that I hadn't have been so blind as to just think that everything was going incredibly well. Maybe the first couple months, things were going really well. But there was a time where we went to a Comic Con. I actually realized I did not give this person an alias name. So I'm going to find an alias name of someone that she really would not like to be called. Um, let's see. I'm going to call this one Oprah. And so I start dating Oprah in 2017. We end up going to a Comic Con together. And this was my first comic con I've ever been to. this is I'm like a kid on Christmas Day, and I was so excited. We worked on these costumes for months and we it's finally the day I'm looking forward to it. We get there and I remember specifically that there was like a group of guys and a group of girls together, I guess they were in relationship they were friends whatever and i remember specifically saying, wow, their costumes are really cool. She turned around and did not speak to me the entire rest of the day. Did not speak to me, would barely even look at me. And could I go back in time? I would have broken things off there and then and saved myself so much trouble because that was the biggest red flag because yet again, There was no discussion to be had. There was no, you know, coming to a realization that this thing you did, it hurt my feelings. It was more of, let's ruin the entire day for someone that has looked forward to this for a long time. And that's basically how I sum up our relationship. We actually were together over four or close to four years. And I was always just too dumb to realize that she would get some kind of kick out of ruining things that I looked forward to, whether it be a movie, whether it be. Something like a comic con, whether it be just anything that we would go to, some kind of convention, whatever. She enjoyed ruining things for me. And I know that she did because it happened every single time. Needless to say, that relationship did not work out whatsoever. I was abused f- physically, mentally. You've all heard about this on the other podcast episodes I've uploaded. I'm not going to keep going into the negative that much on this one. Now that we've gotten all that out of the way. Okay, so we break up in 2020. Funny story as well. um, Oprah actually started dating someone else shortly after we broke up, uh, got married to them, and then got divorced a year later. At least I'm fairly certain that they got divorced because a lot of people I know still keep up with uh, what they do. So eyes and ears and lots of places. So I guess the problem was not me. But that relationship pretty much made me become a very, very cautious person. I said to myself, I am never going to date anyone again. I've written it off. I was okay with spending the rest of my life alone. That was something that I'd come to terms with, and I was completely okay with it. I'm okay with being alone as long as it means I have peace. I don't have nobody coming up in my adult life trying to tell me what I can and can't do, where I can and can't go ruining things I look forward to, ruining things. Because I'm the kind of person, I always try to find something to really look forward to. So, you know, when I'm with someone that purposefully tries to ruin things I look forward to, it's really not good for me. So, stayed single for a little over a year. And I reconnected with someone that I went to high school with. This was someone that I actually had a crush on all throughout high school. We start talking and we get closer and closer. And she actually lived a few hours away. She moves back to North Carolina because she had just gotten out of a bad relationship. And we're going to call this one Becky because that's who she is. Because I'm I'm proud of who she is. And um, she moves back and we start seeing each other going out and everything like that. And guys, when I say that I was a bumbling idiot, I almost messed up the best thing I've ever had because I let the trauma of the people that ruined me leak out into this relationship. I would think, Oh, she's going to leave me and move across the country. Oh, she's going to break up with me at the first sign of me doing something wrong. She's going to, you know, I'm going to get controlled and all this stuff. And I'm not going to be able to go out and then go to locals because I'm not a person that really has a lot of activities that they enjoy doing. I really enjoy playing Yu-Gi-Oh! just like I always have. and." Uh, Oprah would not let me go out and do that. She would not let me have friends. And looking back, that was really messed up. And she only didn't want me to do those things because she had no friends of her own. But immediately, I realized with Becky that she would encourage me to go out and play Yu-Gi-Oh! She would encourage me to go out and spend time with friends. She would encourage me to spend time with my mother She would encourage me to do things that made me happy. One of the first things that she told me was, you are not my property. I do not own you. I will never own you. And I can never tell you what to do. Took me a long time to work myself through the issues that I had accumulated over the years some of which stem from other places in my life, but we're not going to discuss those. Those are actually a little too personal, but as far as the relationship ones go, I almost let those things overtake me and ruin something that is really great for me. So Becky stood by my side, Becky worked through things with me. There were nights that she cried. There were nights that I cried. There were nights that we both cried. You know, there were nights that we would get upset because I, I was a very traumatized person, she was a very traumatized person, and sometimes that would come out to both of us. But we managed to always work through it. We got through it together. There were a lot of talks that we had, and I think that's how you really know that you're with the person that you are supposed to be with, the person that you are destined, written in the stars, to be with. Because I've never had that kind of communication with someone to where someone could express, hey, I'm hurting, something you've done upset me, or something that happened at my job has upset me. Can we talk about this? You know, I'm used to someone having a bad day at work and coming home and taking it out on me, stuff like that. And when you come together and you talk about things... It really makes you realize how easy a relationship is and people get it wrong all the time. And something that she tells me very often is it doesn't matter how often that me and her got it wrong with other people or whatever. We get to do it right because we get to do it together. We get to go through things and work things out and come out better than we were before. So essentially, to answer this question, how do you know that the person you're with is the person you're supposed to be with? You kind of just know. I know that that sounds corny, but you kind of really do just know. You start to just notice patterns and things that are working out in ways that they wouldn't have with someone else. You find that they're much more understanding. They can relate to you. I told her just very recently, I've never felt like I've been with anyone that understood me as a person until I got with her. And... I hope that everyone listening to this is able to find someone like that and you are, you're going to go through some duds on your journey toward finding the person that you're supposed to be with. But what you need to be doing is learning from those relationships. There's actually a Medea video that I always send to people when they ask me questions about relationships and I will link that video in the description below. And it's pretty funny, it's kind of silly, but also it has a really meaningful message that is expressed throughout that video. And basically you want to find someone that are like the roots at the bottom of a tree. Because if the tree didn't have roots, it couldn't get everything that it needs to be able to live. So, yeah, I think that kind of expresses everything about that And I think that that is what led me to make the decision to marry my best friend. It's also important when the person that you're with, you can call them your best friend. And we definitely can. So enough of the sappy love story kind of things. We can move on a little bit here to our first listener letter. Not going to reveal who these come from because they are people on discord. He writes, "Hello, Mike. Big fan of the podcast. Always enjoy listening. Always enjoy watching your War League games. Oh no, oh no, we don't talk about my War League matches." Um, he also says that he has a question for me because he feels like I have a lot of knowledge and I'm very wise to be in my thirties. I'm going to choose to not be offended by that. I am only 28. Basically, says that he has started dating a new girl and everything has been going very good for him so far until a few days ago when he was going to go to locals for the first time since being in a relationship with this girl says that she really threw a fit and really did not want him to go and leave. What would I do? Okay. So the advice I would have given you seven or eight years ago would just been to just find someone else, you know, just kick her to the curb, find someone else. That's not who I am anymore. I'm the kind of person now where I like to try to actually give people a chance and see where this stems from. So, there needs to be a conversation that you have with this person and there needs to be a discussion. Obviously, going to locals, he didn't mention this was for Edison or modern or whatever, but it really doesn't matter. If going to locals is a passion of yours and you enjoy playing cards, if you are denied the ability to do that, eventually it's going to cause a problem. It doesn't matter. I always tell people it doesn't matter if it's Yu-Gi-Oh, people make fun of you. Haha, it's a kid's card. It doesn't matter doesn't matter if it's Yu-Gi-Oh!, if it's golf, it's going to car shows, working on cars, cars, baseball, it doesn't matter what it is. If you are denied doing something that you enjoy doing, that that's your escape from the world, the real world, it is inevitably going to cause you an issue. It might not be for a month, it might not be for five years, but there will come a time where eventually you're just going to do it anyway because you will build up that strength in yourself to do it anyway. So there needs to be a conversation. Why do you not feel comfortable with me going to this locals to play cards? And maybe there's something that you can do. Maybe you can, um, find something at locals that she can do while she's there or he, you know, um, I don't, yeah, he did specify. Uh, okay. We'll talk about, we'll say partner here. Maybe there's something at locals that your partner can do while you're there together maybe it's play a video game maybe it's play a board game maybe it's just you know bring the Nintendo Switch and headphones and just kind of just vibe you know you can spend time with someone while they're doing what they enjoy and i think that's important so for anyone that's listening to this if you're being denied anything that you feel as if you need to do to be happy to enjoy life we're we're here for not that many years, you know most people get seventy five if you're lucky, and some don't even get that, so you need to be enjoying your life while you're here and for anyone listening that's not getting to do that, you need to have that conversation. It might be a hard conversation. It may not go the way you want it to. You may never come to a conclusion together if you can't come to a conclusion a fifty fifty conclusion that says, "You know we are." We, we have worked out what the issue was. Everything's fine now. I can go to locals, do my thing. She can go do her thing, whatever. We can do our things together, learn. You might just not be with someone you should be with because take it from me, eventually it's going to cause a problem and you may not like that, but eventually it will catch up with you. So if you're not, if you're not communicating, you're not meeting each other's needs. Now, this also goes both ways if you're not meeting her needs, if you're going to locals at night and staying there all night and she's not getting physical attention, she's not getting, um, you know, she's not getting her love languages met in the way that she needs, whether it be spending time, gift giving words of affirmation, whatever. If she's not getting that, then, you know, then I don't, I can't say that I blame her for not wanting you to go to locals because she wants to spend time with you or he or whatever. And, you guys just have to come together, discuss that, and find out, really, what the underlying cause for this is. And, yeah, like I said, you, you're free. You know, you can do whatever you want to do. No one can stop you from going to locals. But that does not mean that you're free from consequence. You can say, I don't care what you want me to do. I'm just going to go anyway. And that's fine. You can do that. You're human. You have rights. You can do whatever you want. But that doesn't mean that when you get back, there might not be an argument or she might have packed up and left. Who knows what can happen? Just because you're free doesn't mean that you're free from consequences. So keep that in mind. And if you do end up having this conversation, which I would definitely encourage you to, let me know how it ends up going. I wish you nothing but the best, my friend. Second one here is comes from another user that says... What is your opinion on Fiend Comedian and Lightsworn side decks in Edison format? This is this is awesome. I uh So, I really grind playing Lightsworn. I've played the deck the majority of the time I've been playing Edison format. I finally finished getting like rarities I was comfortable with and that's where I've devoted most of my time. I'm certainly no expert when it comes to it, but I am opinionated over a few things. Edison Format doesn't have a handful, but a handful, I'm sorry, doesn't have but a handful of cards that are truly what you would call blowout cards. It's probably something like Trap Dust Shoot, Future Fusion, sometimes Future Fusion in Dragon Turbo is probably a blowout most of the time, but it's like Trap Dust Shoot, Future Fusion, Brain Control. There are a few others here and there, but I'm really thinking about a card that when it's activated. The game can just completely just switch sides. And Fiend Comedian is one of those cards. I haven't sideboarded Fiend Comedian and Lightsworn in a little while. But when you play Light and you're going into a playing field where you feel like you're going to play a lot of mirrors, it's literally the best card that you can be side-decking for the Lightsworn mirror. There are other matchups it's definitely good in, but it really shines when you play against Lightsworn. So there's a certain locals that I go to that has predominantly a lot of Lightsworn players. Every time I go there, always three comedian, three Fiend Comedian goes in my side deck. Every time. Because you either get the coin toss right and you completely take away their ability to play the game. Or you get it wrong and you get caught up to where they're at. So one of the main problems in the Lightsworn Mirror match is if your opponent has like Charge, Recharge, Lumina, garoth, and you're sitting there and you have nothing... You just lose because they just walk all over you, essentially. Their deck is firing, everything like that. And there's not one card that you can activate that can get you to where they are, except for Fiend Comedian. Because in a scenario like that, you really don't care which effect it is. You either get caught up to them because you mill 15, or you banish their whole graveyard, and now you're back to being the same in tempo. So I would say that you just have to kind of examine the meta and what you're playing against. Fiend Comedian is also pretty good against Amaryllis as well. But do take into consideration that Amaryllis also, most of the time, also plays Fiend Comedian. So, you know, they might do the same thing to you. They might banish your whole Lightsworn graveyard, or they might mill 15 and hit dandelions, volcanic counters, Amaryllises, everything like that. So, works both ways. But I would encourage you, if you're thinking about going against a lot of Lightsworn or a lot of Christia, to. Put that in your side deck for the mirror match. Okay, so that's all the listener letters. I only have two, but once again, you can send those to me over on Discord, and I'm going to have an actual email address for listener letters coming up in the next few days. But pretty much to sum up everything from today, I kind of went over your, my past relationships with you guys, told you just a little bit about things that were wrong with them, things that I learned, and how I inevitably found the person that I was supposed to be with. And sometimes you're still going to have those problems come out in the relationship with the person that you're supposed to be with. But by the time you're with that person, you're going to be able to work things out much better than you would have with someone that you weren't supposed to be with. So thank you guys for listening today. This is Mike from the Edison Club signing out until the next one. Take care, everyone. Always go for your dreams.